0: Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. Today we are joined by Bob Goins, guitar teacher extraordinaire and owner of Classes on Clark. Bob patiently teaches both children and adults the art of guitar in a beautiful space above Brimfield, located at 5219 North Clark. Hi, Bob, and welcome.
1: How are you today?
2: Excellent. Happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Good. We're glad to have you here. And we Notice, just for our listeners, that you are wearing Homer Simpson socks, but they can't see them. Are you a big Simpsons fan?
2: Absolutely. I'm afraid of folks who aren't a big Simpsons fan.
1: That's fair. They're
2: specifically a, a gift from a good friend of mine who just visited.
0: So. Mm. Do you yeah. have a favorite episode from the Simpsons?
2: Gotta go with, off the top of my head, Hullabalooza.
1: Okay. That's Homer a Homer Simpson,
2: smiling politely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Bob, we know you teach guitar both here in Andersonville and also at the Old Town School of Folk Music. That's right. But you were born out of state. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got your start and what brought you to Chicago?
2: I can tell you a whole lot about that, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, From Dayton, Ohio, the gym city, uh, the birthplace of aviation and me, Um, I uh, started guitar when I was about when I was seven years old. Uh and uh learned uh my first song was More Than a Feeling by Boston. And to totally date myself, that album was brand new when I learned it.
0: <laughs> that's so, a good song, a feeling. It's like. rock solid. Mm-hmm.
2: Still gets plenty of radio play. I like so, it. Um so uh and then I set about uh learning how to uh pick songs from the record. Uh that's how I taught myself, um the next bunch of songs for the next several years. Um, and it was, it was always, uh, whenever I learned a song, I would, um, I would always hope that somebody, like completely unfounded, but I was hoping that somebody out in the wild would uh, ask me if I knew how to play that song so that I could show it to them. Uh, so there's uh, a little little hint of a natural teacher, unbeknownst to me at the, at the time, that I was uh, that th- that was to be my destiny, but it was clearly something that I wanted to express. I've always wanted to express somehow or another since I was uh, since I was a kid and first started learning uh, exciting songs on the guitar. Because so I knew how good it made me feel, and I wanted other people to feel that good too, you know, and uh, to discover this amazing thing. Uh, so yeah, I just kept pulling songs off of albums and developed my ear. Uh, it never occurred to me to to uh, to take lessons for whatever reason. I think uh, we were... Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money laying around. I think I would have gotten laughed out of the house anyway. So I just kept plugging at it. And uh, and then when I was about 14, I uh, started playing in bands and, uh, and that kind of thing. So... Uh, don't know how much uh, how much you want. Is that it? Is that enough? <laughs> no, that's
1: really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, that was kind of the how did you get your start part of the question. And we were also curious how you landed in Chicago.
2: Right. Um, well, I uh, stayed in Dayton until about nineteen uh, about ninety three, and I moved down to Cincinnati. Uh, by this time, I'm playing in bands and playing out in bars and things of this sort. And uh, and just started teaching private lessons out of my apartment uh but uh but didn't publicize at all so the the clientele uh, wasn't actually it wasn't you know uh beating down my doors um but i got a few uh word of mouth lessons here and there and then a good friend of mine uh, i went to get my license renewed and my friend uh that took me to get my license renewed um Owned a, owned a music school called the Children's Music Association in Cincinnati, Ohio. And he said, I don't have enough time to take you back home. Will you just come to my school and hang out? <clears throat> I'm only going to be there four hours, and I can take you home. Well, the guitar teacher didn't show up that day. So he said, do you feel like teaching? Mm-hmm. And I got sweaty palms, and my blood pressure goes up, and I'm like, "No, no yeah. Sure. So, uh, so I taught that day. He called me the next day and said, "the the kids loved you," um, and I don't think the guy who's teaching my guitar lessons right now really wants to do it that bad. If I can, uh, if uh, could I talk you into uh, teaching here? And I said, "Well, absolutely, I'd love that." So that, that was my first professional teaching gig at a place, and I taught there for a couple of years. Uh, and then I was, uh, I was on my way, uh, still teaching there uh, in 97, I was on my way up to Portland, Oregon, over to Portland, Oregon because I'd always been mystified by uh, Puget Sound and, and the Upper Northwest on maps and books and school and things like that is what I was doing instead of paying attention, looking at the maps and dreaming about other places to be. And uh, Puget Sound always grabbed me for whatever reason. And, uh, and, uh, and I, was, I had never been there, and I had pretty much had the truck packed and ready to go there when a friend of mine, the guy who bought me this gave me these Sim, Homer Simpson socks. Uh, gave me a call and said I'm going to Chicago for the weekend you want to go I said yeah came up here had a blast went back and uh, changed my mind about moving to Portland moved here instead mm-hmm. and that was in 1997 uh, then when I showed up here I grabbed a grabbed a job, job at a, a local coffee store uh, get some money rolling in and my friend uh, friend up uh, that had already lived up here uh, said hey man uh, what are you doing working at Starbucks? There's this place called the Old Town School of Folk Music. Um, I think you should go over there, tell them you're in town, and you would like your job now. Uh, <laughs> dead serious, that's how it went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I put together my packet, my resume, and my, my cassette tape, you know, with three songs of me playing it on it and stuff, and handed in my resume. Were they,
0: were they original songs, or...? Uh,
2: one was original, one was a Chet Atkins song, uh, Chet Atkins uh, uh, version of uh, a song, and what was the other one? It was probably, come to think of it, it was probably two Chets and one original.
0: Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, uh, so yeah, I uh, uh, went back home and a couple weeks get, went by and I didn't hear anything and I grabbed my guitar, had a day off from the coffee store. Uh, grabbed my guitar and walked over to Old Town and uh, asked, who should I talk to? They said, there's the guy right there. His name is Michael Miles, one of the most amazing. Uh, guitar players, musicians, humans uh, walking and, uh, and, and has good taste, too, turns out. So in picking teachers. So, <laughs> so we went up and talked about uh, theory. Uh, talked about teaching theory, and I played a little bit for him. He asked me where I could when I could start. That was in March of '98, and that's how long I've been at Old Town School.
0: So, how did you come about choosing Andersonville as a location for classes on Clark?
2: It is. On, first of all, well, it's a wonderful part of town. I hadn't spent, I've spent, I've spent most, of, uh, most of my time down around uh, Lincoln Park. I lived in Lincoln Park for about 16 years or so, and, uh, uh, but came up when I was looking around. I specifically wanted a place where I, could, uh, where I could live and then walk through a door and be at my school so that I could be there all the time. And uh, and that's what I found. I uh, uh, one of my uh, one of my students actually, who's uh, just became a real estate agent. Um, this was luckily and and amazingly, uh, miraculously, the first place that she showed me. And uh, I asked the good uh, the good folks down at uh, um, Brimfield Antiques if they would mind if uh, if I could teach some uh, teach some classes up here in this gorgeous front room that they have that they uh, where they have parties and things like that if I could teach during the week where there's you know there's not a whole lot of people wanting to throw uh throw parties in the middle of the day on a weekday so I asked if that was available and and uh and Jeff was kind enough to uh let me give it a shot and uh and that's that's how we got there
0: and how Mm. long have you been there for
2: I've been here for uh, I've been here for three years. classes on Clark has steadily been going for a couple years but just got going in earnest here in uh, october of 90, uh, 90. 2017. <laughs> great
1: <clears throat> so you finger pick as well and can you tell us a little bit more about finger picking and the difference between that and traditional guitar playing?
2: There are three. Parts of a song uh, that you need in order for it to come off like a song. You need uh, you need harmony. Harmony is chords, or like that. You need harmony, and harmony uh, harmony is uh, um, expressed on a on a guitar as chord uh, chord structure. Other instruments too, you know. Harmony is the chord structure. You need a chord structure. I'll just say chord structure. Like that. That's what my left hand is doing is is the chord structure. You need rhythm, and that's what my right hand is doing. So that establishes meter. But if I strum the chords. There's still something missing. You can't sing that. You can't unless you go like that. So you're missing melody. So when you got harmony, chord structure, uh melody, the thing you hum or you know the memorable part of a song, and then rhythm, you got yourself a tune, you know as we know tunes. What finger style? Uh, so you can see if I strum, if I just strum my chords, I gotta sing something. So you got something to remember, something to remember the song by, and something to say. Hey, do you know that song that goes bum bum bum, bum 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 And you can say yes or no instead of somebody going do 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 and you'd be like, what the heck are you talking about?
1: Name that too. What
2: finger style does is takes all three of them and puts them together. So you don't have to sing, which was one of my, uh, back when I didn't sing very much, that was one of the most attractive parts of it for me, fingerstyle guitar. So not in short, that's what fingerstyle guitar is.
1: That's so great. We need to include in the show notes, you will receive a music 101 lesson in this episode. That's right. On the house. Yes. So do you have a favorite song to play?
2: I got one prepared that I think is perfect.
0: That sounds amazing.
2: Being uh, be the beginning of baseball season, I'm very happy that baseball's here. So I was going to play a little bit of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That'll demonstrate which, the... Uh, which is
0: your favorite home team, though? Are you just going to say...
2: I'm a Northsider, okay. Mainly because I've been a National League, National League kid. I was raised in raised in Dayton, so the ball team that was on the TV was the Cincinnati
0: Reds.
2: Mm-hmm. So, no other reason. I don't. Uh, and when it gets down to it, I don't care who wins. I just love watching baseball. So if you got to but you, you got to root for somebody, so you can go, yeah, aww, oh, you know. So. <laughs> Probably just do it just like this.
1: That was awesome, thank you.: Notice
2: you recognized the song, and I didn't have to sing it. Yes. That's fingerstyle guitar.:
1: That was great. So you teach guitar, and tell us a bit about the process of learning how to play the guitar, maybe from both the perspective of a child and then also from the perspective of an adult.
2: Well, uh, well, they all start with a whole lot of excitement. Um, because music itself, just being a human, you know, music is exciting. It's uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the ubiquitous things right up there with breathing and water and sleep. Uh, and I think it's every bit as important. From a child's perspective, uh, it's, it's magical. It's mystifying. It's, you know, they, there's a lot of imagination and, uh, and it's open, you know. When you're a child, when you're a kid, and first uh, embarking on being a musician, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it could be it could be anything, you know. It could be anything, and you get in it almost innocently, like uh, you just know you're drawn, and you're probably not really sure exactly why you're drawn. You just know you are. Um, in the adulthood, you get uh, you know then then you get filled. With uh, certain insecurities, I'm not sure if I'm uh, going to be able to do this. And then you say, uh, oh, uh, I hear a lot, I'm not a natural musician. Well, the surprise is everybody is a natural musician. It's for us all. It's one thing that, uh, that becomes clear after, after your first, uh, first few lessons that, yeah, I can do this thing. And that's, uh, that's um, one thing that I make uh, make sure that everyone has uh, after their first lesson, you've got a song you can play. We don't get, I don't get into scales, as a matter of fact, even when I te- teach theory, I don't even talk about scales. I talk about harmony, I talk about chords. Uh, Cause in this, uh, 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 I've now been playing uh, myself for about 40 years. And it's just recently, in the last decade or so, that I've actually come to terms with uh, the notion of following the chord around the song rather than trying to uh, reconcile scales with, uh, with improv or soloing or, or make it a, an attractive, a pretty melody or nice melody that goes along with the tune. So uh, the point is, as an adult, the first thing to recognize is that you are a natural musician uh, it comes to some folks a little easier than others for whatever reason um, but it, when you work on it you go uh, it, it, you build the muscle memory you get past the 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 stingy bits on the tips of your fingers you know you play you try to pick it up every day or every other day you know the more you play the less it hurts all that kind of stuff so so you get past that and just the that that feeling feeling of accomplishment and music itself has its own reward it when you play music you feel it and that's what it's about it's not we're not we're not sitting here talking about music because because we love music intellectually you know it it touches on things inside you and and it opens up parts of your uh, parts of your brain your mind your yourself that uh that you may have we have an uh, uh, acknowledge you know it's one of the things that uh that music's for is to is to um is to uh well make you make you whole <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's just it's so wonderful because it doesn't it doesn't judge it doesn't grade you you know music just is and it's very rewarding when you when you feel a sense of getting it uh so so yeah an uh an adult coming uh coming to me um uh we we get going right off right off the bat you go home with a song maybe two to work on and then we build from there but it's 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 chords it's getting down uh, working on your muscle memory so that you're thinking less and uh and and feeling more as you play and uh and you just set off from there it just gets better and better
0: so, so music is for all ages mm-hmm. and um what is the age of the oldest student that you've ever taught and was that person a beginner
2: oh it'd be uh it'd be in their 80s wow okay absolutely And I have, I do get people uh, starting for the first. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people come, come to music after, after retirement, Mm -hmm. after they've, after they've been married one, two, three, five times, after the, after the kids are long gone out of the nest. And, uh, and after, after they've worked, you know, 30 or 40 years in a job, Mm -hmm. Uh, and now they've got all this time laying around, they made all that good money. Uh, and now they're looking for something to do, something to, something, uh, uh, something to do with their time, uh, kind of thing. And they, they just got, a lot of folks discover music then, uh, and a lot of folks come to music too as, as a as a recognition of this of something that's uh, that's something more other than the day to day that's outside of day to day. We don't always have we can't always take a vacation when we want to but when you pick up a guitar and play it to your mind it's it's just about as good you know
1: you put it so well and i'm sure it resonates with so many people um bob can you tell us about your band you've played at simon's tavern here in andersonville mm-hmm. correct That's right. uh tell us a little bit more about your band and the other places that you play
2: well i've got a uh, i've got four distinct modes of performing now i've got a uh, um, I've got my solo thing. I play out as, play out as Bob Goins, um, you know, hitting open mics or going, you know, just doing things so I can go and play Chet or, you know, sing and play anywhere. I've got a, uh, and I've got a duo. I've got a duet, uh, called the Vonda Bobs that I teach with, uh, Vanda Kay, a gal named Vanda Kay, who is also a co-teacher with me here. You see her here on this dealio. There she is.
0: We're looking at the bass the flyer. Guitar.
2: There she is with her bass guitar, and she's the bass guitarist in uh, my duet, the Vonda Bobs, in my trio that keeps changing names. and my uh, The change
1: in name trio? The
2: change in name trio. That's I came up with another great one this, uh, this morning. I'll have to think about it. Oh, the, uh, uh, I'll think of it, something Anglers. Um, and, uh, and I've got a quartet. Uh, that also, uh, uh, the trio, the trios, her and I, and our drummer, Mike, Michael Gorgo. And uh, the quartet is all three of those, uh, plus Jake Racina, uh, a gentleman named Jake Racina, a play who's, uh, who got for rhythm guitar. <laughs> so uh, the, the quartet uh, last played as um, uh, Treated and Released. You know, because they're like, uh, like hardcore bands have uh, have really hardcore names like mortuary and, and contusion and, or what, you know, uh, uh, all these things. So we, uh, Jake, our guitar player, he hurt his thumb and he thought he was going to miss the gig. But instead he made the last one, uh, made the last gig that we played over at Independence Tap on Irving Park. Uh, but he played with, he played with a bandage on his thumb. Mm hmm so uh we were all going to i forgot to put a bandage on my head i was going to put a bandage on my head but we still played as treated and released so uh, um and and, uh i was just uh talking uh writing an email to a friend of mine this morning who's who is aggravated he's fishing for something he's fishing for something you know he's already a musician so it's not so (laughs) he's looking looking for something he's going to come over and take some lessons from me. And, uh, and that gave me the inspiration for another, the next band name uh, that we're going to play under, I think is going to be called Aggravated Anglers. So
1: I like it. Well, we'll uh, come to you when we need the next name for our Andersonville <laughs> event. All right. <laughs> so
0: if you could trade places for the day with any business in Andersonville, which one would you choose and why?
2: Transistor, because it's my favorite store in the, on, the, on the road here and it is i come over here and buy uh, by records you can uh, i just now just now found out they got a rehearsal space down here so you might see me a little more often uh trade spaces you know what uh i wouldn't mind can i choose one more too sure
0: go ahead this is your podcast
2: well uh, uh the other one would be the ice cream store up the road
0: mm georgia's yeah man yeah they have uh They have a delicious ice cream, and they're going to be releasing something for Midsummer Fest, so stay tuned for that. It also builds our muscles to scoop the ice cream all day long. It does. (laughs) Well, thank you, Bob, for being here, and thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Bob and to sign up for classes, please visit classesonclark.com or email Bob at admin at classesonclark.com. Show notes and more information can be found at andersonville.org.
1: Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872 208 5877 or stop by the store for details.